When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is an express train and the next stop is TMG. Hi everybody, welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real life moments of inspiration from everyday people and this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives and look and if you're going to tell me something then tell me something good hello everybody and welcome to another episode of tmg that's tell me something good i'm your host travis patton senior Guys, real quick, before I begin to get started, don't forget to visit our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. Guys, as always, before I get started, I want to jump in and give a shout-out to my sweet, my lovely wife, Nicole. Guys, I know you're watching, Nicole. I know you're listening. How you doing? That's your shout-out, girl. Guys, I got to say this. Um, 
this show has really surprised me. It has really taken off in some huge ways. I mean, this show is being heard in almost four dozen countries all around the globe. I'm talking about places like Nigeria, uh, the Czech Republic, and the United Arab of Emirates, just to name a few. Guys, I am so grateful to all of the faithful listeners that join in as well. And if this is your first time tuning in, maybe this is your first time listening to the show. Maybe somebody told you about the show and you said, you know what? I'll try it out. And you tuned in today. Let me tell you, thank you. I appreciate you. It is because of you that this show is continuing to be a huge, huge success. And let me tell everybody, thank you for that. Guys, today, today's topic, as you saw, we're going to talk about something that uh pretty strange to me. Uh, today's guys, we're going to talk about nail it down. Yeah, we're going to talk about nail it down, guys. And uh, look, I'm so glad everybody decided to tune in today, guys. Don't forget all those wonderful places that you can stream in the show or your favorite podcast platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even Google Podcasts, guys, or Pandora. You can hear TMG. Guys, thank you so much. Like I say, today's topic is nail it down. Yeah, today's topic is nail it down. That's what we're going to talk about today, guys. Um, So I'm going to start off uh, with the question, but before I do, uh, I got to ask this question of of Betty. Let me just start off. How many of us have ever used a hammer? Yeah, how many of us have ever used a hammer? Most of us, uh, uh, most or many of us, at some point have used a hammer and, and maybe it was to hang pictures or to build something but a lot of us know what it's like to swing a hammer yeah and listen before i get started really good this guys i know it is 4 p.m central standard time so whether you're driving in your car or maybe you're on your way home from work, or maybe you're headed to work, or wherever you are, I'm glad you're listening to the show. So how many of us has ever used a hammer before? Just raise your hand or type it in chat. Just say me too, if you have. Uh, How many of us have ever used a hammer before? Maybe we're hanging some pictures, or maybe we're building something. But most of us, or a lot of us, know what it's like to swing a hammer. We know what that feel of the weight goes through as we go through that swing and that hammer is in our hand. You know, uh, what I was talking about or thinking about today's show uh, about nail it down, uh, I wasn't really talking or thinking, and my mind wasn't really talking about nails. It, it wasn't talking about hanging pictures. It wasn't uh, kind of going on, trying to get the picture straight or kind of hang a plaque on the wall or hang a mirror. That wasn't where I was thinking. That wasn't where my mind was going. When I was thinking about nail it down, 
uh, it's kind of personal, to be honest with you guys. Uh, when I was thinking about nail it down, it, it was a kind of a personal situation. Uh, I wanted to make sure I put things in perspective. Um, nail it down to me, uh, when I began to think about this, it was about making sure things that usually come up don't come up anymore. It was about taking a stand on some things. So some things, and I noticed this, that some things just won't stay down. Have you ever noticed that some things just have a difficult time of just staying down? Some things keep coming back up. And listen, some stuff you can't tape down. When we need a more permanent solution, we just might have to nail it down. Uh, I, I, I'm like this. Sometimes, you know, if you can't, if you can't get it to stay down, you try to glue it, you try to tape it. But if you really want a permanent solution, you have to nail it down. And I think a lot of us want some permanent solutions to things. And we're looking for some permanent solutions to some things. And we've tried to tape it. We've tried to glue it. And right now, let's to be honest, there's some things we just need to nail it down. Yeah, we just need to nail it down. Uh, we've been living with tape. We've been living with glue. Now is this time to put it to some work and nail it down. Look, for the most part, um, many of us are pretty good at moving and moving moving on from things that we see uh, as a negative influence. Most of us are pretty good at moving on from things that we see as a negative influence. Or our negative way of thinking. And at times, it can be hard. I'm not saying it's easy that you could just wake up and sometimes you can just quit doing some things that you're used to doing. It's tough. And at times it can be hard, especially if we have been accustomed to seeing something a certain way. So if we're accustomed to smoking, right, it's going to be difficult sometimes just to wake up and just say, I'm done smoking. How many people out there who said, I'm done smoking, you tried, and you just woke up and said, I'm done, and you found yourself doing it over again. You found the same reasons that made you start popping right back up again, so you find yourself lighting it up, or maybe it's the way we thought, or whatever it might be. I I'm not picking on anybody that's smoking, just using that as an example. So it can be difficult. It can be hard, especially if we have been accustomed to seeing something a certain way. But every so often, sometimes there are things that we thought we had a handle on just seem to come up again and again and again. What are we to do when stuff keeps popping up like a loose 
floorboard or a shutter on the side of a house. Listen, you might just say, replace it. Just replace the whole shutter. Replace the whole floorboard. Replace the whole floor. So you, your first inclination, your first thought might just be to replace it. But any good craftsman knows that repairing it is always your first option. Replacing it becomes too expensive. Repairing it has to be your first option. So I thought about the theme for this show, Nail It Down. I thought about the theme for this show uh, one day while looking at a home repair show. And, and they wanted to fix a floorboard that was squeaky. The floorboard was squeaky. Every time they walked on it, it was squeaky. You could hear them trying to have the dialogue on the show. And the show was trying to have this scene. And the floorboard kept squeaking. And this was a live show. And it just kept squeaking every time they came and all they entered into the room so and and i thought about this show because they had that squeaky floorboard and and they wanted to to fix a floorboard that was squeaky right and it was the homeowner's uh first house it was their first house that they were buying they were all excited they had all that energy you know, they were all ready to go. They were all amped up. And, you know, so they were all excited. And they said, replace it. They told the contractor, oh, just replace it. Just replace it. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And, and the, but the more experienced carpenter uh, said it's better to repair it. And then we can nail it down. So their excitement said, replace it. Experience said, repair it and nail it down. How, how is that, that, that a lot of times our emotions play a huge part in some things? Our emotions want us to, oh, just get rid of it. Just, you know, be done. Get, But experience says repair it and nail it down. Sometimes our emotions can talk for us. Sometimes our emotions can engage in a dialogue that experience says it's better if we look at it this way. So... As I began to think about what they were doing, I sat and watched what they did. So I began to watch some of the things they did. And we're talking about, notice the carpenter said, nail it down, repair it, and nail it down. But what was odd is, I'm thinking that they're going to just, you know, start nailing, grab some nails and begin to nail it. That's not the first thing they grabbed. We're talking about nailing something, and the first thing he grabbed was a circular saw. This thing right here. The first thing he grabbed was this, a circular saw. Now, 
I thought it was funny that when I began preparing for this show and watching that show, uh, we were talking about nailing something. But now, when I watched the show and watched the experienced carpenter, he began talking about we first have to cut something. So how does how do we get from nailing to cutting? How do we go from having to nail it down to first cutting? So the first thing the carpenter said was some cuts are needed. Yes, some cuts are needed. Put that in chat, if you don't mind. Put that in chat. Some cuts are needed. Some cuts will be needed. So when repairs are done on wood floors or hardwood floors, one tool that's used is the circular saw. So some cutting will be involved. Some cutting will be involved. If we want to address the piece of wood that is the issue and keeps coming loose, we first have to be willing to cut it out. Yeah, we first have to be willing to cut it out. Everything that we refuse to cut will continue to squeak. And I heard the carpenters say that because the homeowners were excited. They had this energy. They had all these emotions, and they were just just want to say, just re, re, replace it. And the, and the experienced carpenter said, we can repair it. He said, because if, he said, whatever we don't cut out will continue to squeak. You know how when you step on the floorboard and it makes that squeaking sound, that it makes that squeaking sound where there will always be a squeak if we aren't willing to deal with the cut. If we aren't willing to get uncomfortable with the cut, we're always going to have to deal with the squeak. But we're going to have to put up with some sawdust getting on some things. You might have to deal with a couple of splinters. So grab your goggles, grab your gloves, grab your tool belt. We want the squeaking to stop, but we really don't want the cutting to begin. We want the squeaking to stop, but we really don't want to cut the wood. Yeah, we we say, oh, that's getting on my nerves. It's annoying. It, it's, it keeps popping up. It keeps coming up, but we don't want to cut the wood. Listen, when there are things that are squeaking in our lives, when there are those squeaking things that keep coming up in our lives, we can either accept it or address it. You know you've accepted it when you do this. Listen, I want I want to share with you a quick story of acceptance, okay? You know you've accepted it when you made a reason 
to keep it around. Some of you know I grew up mostly in my grandmother's house, right? And there was this place in the floor that squeaked every time it was stepped on. Every time it got stepped on, it was squeak. And we asked her to repair it. Our guests, when they came over, would ask her to repair it. Family members would say, hey, fix this, repair it. You know, and there was even a gentleman who was a carpenter who knew how to repair it. He said, hey, look, let me repair this for you. She did not want to have it repaired. She said this was her reason for keeping her squeak. This was her reason for keeping her squeak. She said it was her alarm clock or it was her alarm that one of us was out of the bed and was doing something we had no business doing. <laughs> she came up with her reason to keep her squeak. What reason have we come up to keep our squeak? What squeak are we protecting? What squeak have we been protecting? When we address it, we might have to dig around in it a little and find the cause of the squeak. So pull on your gloves, lace up your boots. This might mean getting some professional help, getting advice from a trusted mentor or friend, someone with a different perspective about your squeak. So sometimes digging in it means we might need to get some professional counseling and some help. We might need to just address it. So as I was getting watching this show, right, I'm watching this show. They're trying to repair this squeak in the floor. And, and they came to a point where they've done, the, they've done the cutting, right? They've done the cutting. And now that they've done the cutting, they're at the point where the carpenter said it's either remove or repair. Either remove or repair. Because there is some cutting that will be involved. And we must be careful because we do have to cut. We must be careful not to just grab everything we see and blindly begin removing everything. So the experienced carpenter told the, uh, told the new homeowner, he said, look, just because we're going to begin cutting some stuff doesn't mean we cut everything. We don't cut the entire floor just because there's a squeak in one place. He said, you have to be careful not to just grab everything we see and kind of blindly begin removing everything. The price of the problem, and he began to explain, the problem with that is this. When we do that, we risk damaging the remainder of the good wood that is still there. So we blindly begin just cutting things, just trying to cut everything out. I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to cut that out. 
we began redamaging the wood that is still good. Have you ever damaged a relationship that was good, that was still good, because you just went cutting everything? You had a friendship that you needed to cut, and when you cut that, you just cut everybody. And when you cut that, now that was a good relationship, but you cut it anyhow because you were just cutting anything. And are there any relationships or friendships or neighbors that we may have removed too quickly trying to get rid of the bad? You know what I mean, right? The people we bump into later in life and we can't even figure out why we stopped communicating with them. If you were to ask yourself, why did you even stop talking to them? They were good people. They were good to talk to. They were good. They were good. You can't even figure out why you stopped talking to them. You just cut them out. You just went on a cutting spring to start cutting people. Yeah. If 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 you've ever done that before, do me a favor in chat. Just say me too. Just say me too. Me too. If you've done that before, just say me too. And so here they are. They're cutting, right? They're cutting everything. And he's being careful not to damage the remaining wood that is good. And he said, hey, look, we got to be careful when we start cutting that we aren't cutting out things that are still good, that are still valuable. Everything you don't want to get rid of is what he's saying. So then he got it. Then he did something else. Then he got a drill. And when he got the drill, he began to dig and drill a little deeper. He began to drill a little deeper. Another thing he used in repairing wood floors, oddly enough, is drilling. It's a drill. Listen, you must drill holes. And I'm watching them. You must drill holes in the floorboard. Yeah, drill holes in the floorboard. And listen, the floorboard is what holds all the floor together. It's kind of like the base. When we take the time to find out what's holding it together, we stand a better chance of stopping our squeak. The, listen, the floorboard is what's holding it together. Well, what's the real reason behind this squeak? What's the reason behind? If you, listen, I learned this, that people who are hurting people hurt people. You've heard that before. How many have heard that before? Hurting people hurt people. If chances are, if you're hurt, being hurt by someone, it's because the person that's hurting you is also hurting as well. That's their floorboard. That floorboard is hurt. It's pain. There's some pain there. There's some hurt there. Most people who are angry 
are angry because there is some hurt there. There is some anger there. That's their floorboard. So when we find what's holding it together, we stand a better chance of stopping our squeak when we take the time to drill into it. All this really means is this. Be honest about it. Confront it. Because we can't conquer what we won't confront. Drill into it. Drilling into it changes our perspective on it. Have you ever noticed every time you drill in something, it gets larger and larger and larger? And as that circle enlarges itself, your perspective of that hole begins to grow. Drilling into it changes our perspective on it. And the more we drill into it, the more it opens up to us. We may have, listen, we may have thought it was completed the first time until we find out we haven't drilled deep enough yet. There there may be emotions we have to drill past. There may be some disappointments we may have to drill past, some insecurities. The drilling will let us know if we can go further. Yeah, the drilling will let us know. Uh, So then I saw them uh, repairing this wood floor, right? So then I saw them. Another tool used in repairing hardwood floors is a chisel. Uh, And I'm going to bring up a picture of a chisel. You see that right there? That long item with the black handle? That's a chisel. That's a chisel. It's used in repairing hardwood floors. It's a chisel. So another tool that's used in repairing hardwood floors is a chisel. It's used to pry up the old pieces of wood. Um, what it, What this taught me is this. What this taught me is that Everything doesn't come up or out easily. Yeah, some things we might have to put a little more effort into it. Some things might make us a little uncomfortable and take us out of our comfort areas. These are the things we have to chisel up. Yeah, these are the things we must apply a pressure to. These are uncomfortable conversations. These are things we have to apply lots more of pressure to. Sometimes it just means being honest with ourselves about our feelings. Get a good grip on that thing and pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. Sometimes we may have to grab it with both hands and pull it One of the best things we can ever do is be honest with ourselves about our feelings. And when we do, it's like a chisel. We're pulling it up. Now, I'm thinking, okay, I'm watching his guy. He's he's cutting. He's chiseling. He's sawing. He's he's digging into it. He's drilling. I'm thinking, surely he's ready at this point. And then I saw him do some more cutting. And I saw him grab his saw and begin cutting. 
and that said more cutting was necessary. He told him, listen, whatever pieces of wood we are bringing for the repair also has to be cut to fit. Like I said in the, in, in the beginning, most of us know how to cut off bad influences in our lives, but that's not the issue. The, the issue is once we did the initial cut, we left a space there. Right. Once we do the initial cut, cutting away of something, we left a space. Once we did the initial cut, we left the gap. So we have to fill in the gaps. When we leave gaps, that just means there's just enough space for the old pieces to fit again. So we have to fill in the gaps. So more cutting is involved. This time we aren't cutting to remove, but to repair. We're cutting to find a good fit. We do this every day, guys. When you think about it, we do this every day. We try to find jobs that are a good fit, friends that are a good fit, relationships that are a good fit. So we used to finding things that are a good fit. So finding things, so finding those healthy things in our lives that are good fits will fill in our gaps and have healed or fixed our squeak. So finally, he got to the point where he he grabbed his hammer. He grabbed that rubber mallet. He grabbed that hammer, and he said, now it's time to nail it down. And, and here's where I got when I watched all of this. I noticed all the tools that he used. He used a saw. There was a drill that was used. There was a hammer that was used. There was a chisel that was used. Listen, the hardware store can supply you with all the tools you'll ever need, but it's up to us to put them to use. In other words, the hammer is in your hands. When he got ready to nail it down, he took the hammer and he handed it to the owner and he said you need to nail it down listen the hammer is in your hands we don't need any light tapping we need a full swing that's gonna make a difference listen after everything we just had to face to repair the squeak from the sawing to the drilling to the chiseling. Listen, this is not the time for a timid swing. Even if you have to reach way back, listen, swing as hard as you can. Swing like it means something to you. Swing like it costs you something. Swing like it's your last time. Listen, there were things I had to chisel up. Some deep-seated hurt and trauma, some low self-esteem, some low, listen, some self-consciousness that I had to chisel. But now I understand that the hammer 
is in my hand. And I'm going to swing and nail it down. If you plan on nailing it down, type it in the chat and say, I'm nailing it down. Yeah, I'm nailing it down. Guys, it's been an absolute blast. And I got to get out of here. As always, it's been a pleasure sharing with you guys. Look, guys. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. And guys, don't forget you can tune in and stream episodes on your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, and so many more, guys. And it's always important if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.